1: What day is today, Brian? Like the day that people are going to hear this, or the day it is?
2: We record on the day people get it.
1: No, oh. we record at two a.m. It's released at five a.m. Well, we we record some of it in advance, and then it's a live show when it act people actually hear it. That's why every time you listen to an episode, it's a little bit different because it's hard for us to remember what we did the time before.
2: Right. Well, and also our memories aren't that great anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they never nine nice. was never.
0: I can remember. Ask me. Ask me. uh, Give me a single date from my past, and I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. A time and a date. December thirteenth, nineteen o eight. December thirteenth, nineteen o eight. Yes. I was taking the 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 buggy across the Mm -hmm. Great Plains, (laughs) and I was fighting. uh, I was fighting Mm -hmm. uh, against drought, Mm -hmm. trying to get my family to a place where there was water. Uh Sadly, we all died. Uh, several days later.
2: It 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 sounds like you're just describing the game Oregon Trail.
0: It did not happen in Oregon.
2: And also, the Oregon Trail oh, well. was before that.
0: It was it, it was actually I'm the glad happy you say trail. I died on the Happy Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you have a, a date and time, and I can tell you exactly what I was doing. June fourteenth, nineteen
2: eighty
0: two. June fourteenth, okay. nineteen eighty two. I was fucking three supermodels at the same time. And the and and the least attractive one said, "Hey, save some for me." (laughs) When you were six, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no, he's got that amulet.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, but he was still six.
0: No, he wasn't six. He's been. I I I I I kind of make up how old I am.
1: Did you get that
2: amulet from Zoltan in the movie Big?
0: No, no, that and Zoltan's not from the movie Big. He's from uh, Battle of the Planets, aka G Force, (laughs) aka. Uh-huh. Science ninja team gotcha man. Kagaku ninja Tai gotcha man.
2: At least we man. have our
0: nerd credentials ready. I was about to say there's... I think that's actually some, cool credentials. Somebody is
1: pumping their fist in joy right mm-hmm. now and at, at hearing a connection, another, yet another connection with INS and specifically you, Michael.
0: I, You know what I will say? <laughs> I enjoyed... Some of the Japanimation, that's what it was called at the time. Yes, Japanimation. I enjoyed it before it was popular, and now that it's popular, I have absolutely no connection with any of it. Right, and that's yeah. not to be to be more cool or anything. It just uh, I don't know if it's maybe something you you grow out of or whatever. But you
2: have to dedicate your life to that. It's there's so much
1: now. Well, and you but you liked late seventies animation. It was different. Yeah. It's yeah. like me saying I love old Tom and Jerry's. Uh-huh. there's yeah. an era of Tom and Jerry I don't like. I don't like the 80s Tom and Jerry. You don't yeah, like fair, the woke. But... You don't like it when they got woke. <laughs> yeah. I don't need Jerry to preach to me anymore. Do Are I? you yeah. team
2: Tom or team Jerry?
1: I, I like both of them. Uh-huh. I don't like Jerry when he gets too cocky and I feel mm. like he's rubbing it in Tom's face. Yeah,
2: that's fair.
1: I don't like yeah. that. And But I like Tom more and more the more villainous he gets. Like The episodes yeah. that feature a conniving and, uh-huh. and hand wringing mouse poisoning Tom I can get the better I want. That's that's yeah. that's the best Tom. Wow. Oh if, if as long as Jerry takes a, a step above Tom in morality, then I'm okay with Jerry. But he can't okay. sink to Tom's level or he loses right. my respect and okay. adoration. Mm-hmm. And
0: as long as neither one of them are woke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As long as I can tell they're both patriots
2: I can tell you that <laughs> right. I don't want to get into the details, but there's definitely some Tom and Jerry episodes
1: that are not woke. No, uh, that would be the character Mammy Two Shoes mm. that has been revo- removed. Is that from- was that her official name? That is her official name. Yeah, mm. Mm. they've changed her voice. She's still and there's some episodes she's not in at all anymore. Yeah, but they don't they don't play some of those. Those are pretty bad. There's a couple that involve things happening on tropical islands that have a. A decidedly worse flare, i think
2: oh no, i don't remember that
1: yeah you wouldn't it's I, I think there's like only like one or two
2: and those are your, so what you're saying is those are your favorite episodes brian
1: no no they're <laughs> not although the early episodes are are really man the very first episode is great that's the one with i think it's um it's not puss gets the boot it's a it's anyway it's the one where the the meme of tom uh-huh. on the train, and he's got that maniacal grin on his face, because he's about to run over Jerry tied up on the railroad track. Wow. <laughs> and the bird drops the bowling ball and puts a hole in the floor, oh, the train okay. just shoots down in the basement. It's oh, so good. Were those probably made for the cinema? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they, they there was no TV yeah.
0: back then. And,
1: my, I, this is an interesting thing to me, at least, since we're talking about Tom and Jerry. Yeah. My lovely wife thought that she shows Mayor Quimby on The Simpsons. Uh-huh. She was pretty convinced that that Mayor Quimby is a dig at Fred Quimby who produced all of the early Hanna-Barbera. They weren't Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera were the animators uh-huh. and the, the writers, but Fred Quimby was the producer. I forget which company it was, but they did what do you call it, Kevin, you're a film guy. When the, the, the cells that you put credits on back in the day, uh-huh. like they drew those, those credits. And so they kind of uh-huh. also did this. And Fred Quimby apparently, according to her research, very reluctantly went along with creating more of these Tom and Jerry cartoons. So he's over always prominently featured as though he's a big part of it, but,
2: uh-huh. but he, he was a real was...
1: naysayer of early Tom and Jerry. Oh, maybe there's maybe there is a connection to Diamond Joe Quimby. I thought I always thought he was more of a Kennedy, but I think he might be, and that's what I but thought maybe, too. Maybe
0: maybe maybe they got the name. Maybe they yeah. got the name from that right little dig. It
2: would be. I think it would be stranger. The if he was not a Kennedy, but somebody else.
0: Kennedy had sex with Marilyn Monroe. Whoa, are you white? Uh, and so did his brother, making <sighs> them both biological and Eskimo brothers.
2: What? I don't even know what
0: that means. <laughs> it's a phrase I believe that is used to... Let me tell you a little bit about lad culture or bro culture, Kevin. Okay. That's where I originate from. Oh, That's yeah. the scene I grew up in. Uh uh. Uh-huh. And we have a number of terms and terminology uh-huh. that go to describe our sexual conquests. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And maybe this falls into that. Let me tell you what, why don't you look it up on the Urban Dictionary? Okay.
1: They have advertisers on Urban Dictionary. Probably. Does anyone still look at Urban Dictionary?
0: I do. I do occasionally because somebody in a rap song will say a word that I don't know. (laughs) And I'll have to go on there and see what it means. How else are you going to find out? You got to look it up. for you.
2: I mean, I I think that's the thing is Urban Dictionary is mostly used by people over 40. Find out what the kids are talking about. Or in Mike's case... Rapping about,
0: I I recently hey had kids. to go on there. I heard a new term and I had to go right. look it up. It was uh, what was it? What does O P P mean? <gasps> don't keep us in suspense. What does it mean? I can't say it. <laughs> I don't want to get the podcast shut down.
1: Still, you just, just
0: discovered naughty. Even... <laughs> and I do,
1: and I, I do think
0: that it, I think it was in their nature to constantly be naughty. <laughs> they couldn't help. <laughs> they couldn't help it it was they were they they were genetically predisposed to mischievous <laughs> behavior and uh yeah and i mean writing songs about stuff like that <laughs> that is not uh that's not going to get you a, a scolding from the headmistress <clears throat> wait do you want that or you don't want that <laughs> well you don't want that you don't want a demerit on your permanent record it was a hot head headmistress this, this boarding school mike all the <laughs> yeah. i mean well not the boarding school i go with it is it it is an old battle axe all the headmistresses <laughs> sure. are too too mean to be nuns they
1: were too cool um, too mean to nuns. yeah all right opp uh, and what does
0: that stand for again did we establish that or- i i'm an i'm too yours. i will i don't i don't think i can say it out loud without blushing oh boy don't whoa whoa! Don't say that one, I'll, Michael. The first word is other. The second word is persons, and the third word. Mm. Well, that gets a little complicated. <laughs> I'll
1: wow. take a sip of my coffee while I while I think about that one, Mike. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get in trouble with the what is it? The standards and practices, folks. Yeah, yeah. The FCC,
0: which is not as much different from other per, OPP. Oh. FCC and OPP do not get along. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Kevin, you want to tell us about traffic?
0: Yeah. What's the, what's what else? What's the weather like?
1: It's seventy
2: five degrees here in downtown Denton, and uh, traffic's clear.
1: And it's you know, it's I, I like that you sounded like you were reading off of a World War Two newsreel because I think we discussed. I don't know, but today, the day people are hearing this, is it
2: Armistice Day?
1: No, sir. It is the day that will live. In infamy, in infamousness, in famousness, wow. in famousness. In it's fate, like the Pearl Harbor days, mm-hmm. right. And for the international listener who may not know this, this is the day that the Emperor of Japan sent his mighty warships across the Pacific to surprisingly attack Pearl Harbor in a sneak attack.
2: Got re- Brian got real serious there. I just it was know, also the it day
1: it. <laughs> that there's a, there's, I almost said something terrible. <laughs> I, I would not have been proud
0: of myself for saying. It was also the day that the American government knew about it and let it
1: happen. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Why?
0: Guess who was in the government
1: back then? Did the the Japanese promise a cure for polio to FDR? (laughs) It wasn't F. It
0: FDR had a bit of a grime a worm tongue uh, whispering into his ear. Oh yeah, who was that? Oh no, by the name of Hillary S. Clinton.
2: I think she was like
0: three when that happened. It's mm. the wrong middle name. Has she? <laughs> has she possibly ever come across an amulet? Oh, no, she wasn't even born yet. Hmm.
1: Oh well, no. Now or my grade's interesting she? points, Kevin. I know. I know the the internet will have you believe she was born later, but mm-hmm. I think Mike Tried, this, I think she has an uh, amulet.
0: Tortoises live for hundreds of years. Tortoises, <laughs> reptiles,
1: not unlike what lizards. Oh. And we're getting into, I, I like that. Not only have we done the, the U S knew about the impending in, in attack on Pearl Harbor. We're also ruled by lizard people.
0: Well, yeah, so, we wow. do that.
1: I mean, just do your own research. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right. I, well, certainly I would, I would think, and this isn't just American. I know that we're not the center of the universe, uh, That's one but theory. I do suspect, I do suspect that other countries learn about Pearl Harbor. Don't they? Is I mean, that a thing that yeah, you learned? probably school? very yeah. like uh like a
0: friend, like the sinking of the Bismarck. Or the sinking of the Bismarcky. <laughs> you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. Oh baby, you Yeah, it's probably like sinking of the Bismarck or uh what else we got? Atomic bomb. That was
1: a thing that happened. Uh the Battle of Britain. We learned about that, right?
2: We have to mm-hmm. learn about all those kings and queens and shit, they, they should have to learn about Pearl Harbor.
1: But do we learn about all the kings and queens or just the ones... Yeah, we, there was some
2: English history for sure
1: do stuff with
0: us
2: in uh, in school. We, did, we did, definitely did some English history.
0: The Battle of the Bulge when I'm trying to lose weight after the holidays.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have to learn about the queen when she just died, the king, mm-hmm. our king, Elvis, that died. Mm-hmm. True. You know what Elvis, what our king has in common with their king What's that they both fucked their cousins, and I feel uh-huh. like that with <laughs> with Elvis and the Queen, uh-huh. they're both dead uh-huh. now well, it is true, yes, and they're hanging out <laughs> together and they are in a probably in a rocking band uh, make hey, make God uh-huh. rock out in heaven, and then the queen and and Elvis they sit around. And they, you know, they bond. They, they're bonding uh-huh. over all the things that they have stolen from black and brown people.
1: <laughs> well, that, that is fair. You know, Jerry Lee Lewis died. Recently. Oh, yeah. He died, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was not
0: the king. He was the killer. He was married to his cousin. Married to his cousin. It's
1: true. Yeah. He did marry
2: his uh, barely teenage cousin.
0: Right. And he. a different time. Also, murdered one of his wife's wives. At least one.
1: I don't think that's true. Is that true? Yeah, look into it.
0: Do your fucking research, dude. That's right.
1: Do your own research. Did she do something? I mean, what did she do, though? She mouthed off. She was mouthed off. I think they were about to get divorced. Oh, well, that's, you can't, that's a sin.
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard, have you? And she was mouthy at the time, too. Right. Real mouthy. It's some crazy shit. I'll have to, I'll have to dig it up for another episode, but, um, it is it is pretty fucking wild. He murdered her, and the town was like, "Wow, it's fucking Jerry Lee Lewis, Great You you've heard "Great Balls of Fire," right? Right. <laughs> and they're like, for real though. They're just kind of like he was, you know. Right, right. We don't have royalty in this in this country except for like those original rock and roll guys. We're kind of lived a life of of that. Do you think
2: Jerry Lee Lewis and William Shatner and uh? Robert Wagner
0: have all bonded over that. I bet. I bet the Shats and Wagner have.
1: Okay. Well, was Wagner married? Was married to Natalie Wood? Were they married, or were they just? No, they were
2: married. They, I think they married. They married, got divorced, and got married again a second time.
1: Oh.
0: Were they just hooking up? No, they were married. Were they just talking? Right.
2: Wasn't Deer Hunter on the boat? Yeah, uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. And he refuses to talk about it to this day.
0: Here's what I imagine that conversation would go like boner. with Mr. Christopher Walken.
2: <laughs> we, I, I want to point out, this isn't an impression. We have Christopher Walken on the show. Go uh, ahead, Christopher.
0: Well, I
1: uh <laughs> Is this also your Woody Allen person?
0: <laughs> I uh Natalie Wood... Uh... <laughs> Over. <laughs> yeah. Hot versus hot. I think every every good man can do a good Christopher Walken. You know, that's kind of like a staple. That's kind of a staple of being a, a man is that you're able to give a good uh, Christopher Walken impression. Mm-hmm. That and a good Jack Nicholson. And I like to think if Jack Nicholson was there, he would have said, Hey, man. <laughs> We should jump over the boat and save her. And then they might get a little visit from uh, one of my good friends, Mr. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, Nancy, Natalie just fell overboard. <laughs> oh, dear. Who's going to help fish her out? Oh, maybe it's, uh, Oh. Here's a masculine man to come help her out. Mr. Charlton Heston. I, yeah, I'm going to jump in there and save her. But first, I've got to fight this damn dirty ape. Wow, this is a star-studded episode. He's busy me. fighting an ape. Wait a minute. That's no apes punching. That's... Uh, it's me, Alf, Willie. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what happened. All those wow. people there got confused by Alf getting in a fight with uh, Charlton Heston. So they sure. actually just like lettered, left Natalie Wood to drown. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: heard it here first, folks. Yep. This is the real truth.
0: Uncanny, Michael. You it is uncanny. That is what I expect it would have sounded like. On the boat, when Natalie Wood died. So, uh, you guys ready to get started here? Uh, let me just, let me just ask (laughs) my friend, Richard Nixon. I'm ready for the news. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Nixon.
2: (laughs) Welcome to the International News Service, where your hosts, I'm Kevin Harrison, along with...
1: I'm Brian Camp. I'm funny man, Rich Little. (laughs) Is Rich Little dead? Yeah,
2: he died a few years ago.
1: Was it was somebody mad? Was like a murder was made mad at him for doing too good of an impression? Yeah.
2: Oh wait, I lied. Rich Little is still alive.
0: Hell yeah, he is.
2: And according to this, he's active and we can book him.
1: No,
0: oh.
2: he's eighty three years old.
1: I will, we should book him. We should get him on the pod. Oh, we should <laughs> totally get him. I want to hear his collection of late eighties impersonations. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that he hasn't done anything since nineteen eighty six. Do Mr. T? Broadster. Do you think he can do it, Mr. T? I don't know. That might be even too late. Mm. I'm sure he can. Yeah, he can do Nixon for sure. He can yeah. do yeah Reagan. He probably does a Kissinger.
0: Little Johnny Carson over here. Oh, oh yeah, Don, oh, Johnny yeah. Carson
1: for sure. I wonder if we have any visits from more celebrities throughout <laughs> this think, episode.
0: would be exciting. I think have yeah. I think that there's a weird open door pot. I'm i gonna go ahead and say this is an open door policy tonight uh-huh. for any right. yeah. any okay. of my celeb friends that might want to stop by. I'm gonna put a tweet out. Oh, that's that's real uh-huh. typing. That's, that's typing. That's, that's typing. how you send. I you just tweeted it out any any verified any verified uh. Twitter people who want to stop by and be on the pod. Let me know. So we'll see what happens. All right.
2: So this week we've got two news stories, mm-hmm. a bonus story, and the Donald P. belisario sons continues in Get to Know Your Podcast.
0: Actually, preemptively. Uh-oh. We're taking a Ooh. sidestep from the Donald Belsario songs into uh, it's a, it's a continuation from last week, mm-hmm. but we are we are sidestepping. The but it G- is in the tradition of
1: television. Okay, I can't wait. I am on pins and needles, much like uh,
0: a song produced by a fella named Mister Phil Spector. I got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what Phil Spector <laughs> sounds like. Never heard him
1: talk. I think it's a pretty good Phil yeah. Spector.
2: Oh, it's perfect. I wouldn't have known he wasn't in the room except
0: that he, he's dead.
1: Is he dead? I no Yeah, he died
0: in prison. He was suicided, just like
1: Jeffrey sure. Epstein. Uh, oh, did he kill no. himself in prison? Uh, yeah, killed himself. Sometimes people will eat their clothes to do it.
0: Oh. Well, that's what that's that was actually like a death threat. By Mr. Bart Simpsons when he would say, eat my shorts. Oh, wow. no. Eat my <laughs> shorts, man. Have a cow. I <laughs>
2: cramble.
0: So our first story comes to us from the New York Post. Now, the New York Post to have famously turned on Donald Trump. NIPO, recently. Nipo. They may have they may have but, turned back by the time you're listening to this. But Nippo.
2: A 39 year old British freelance writer and Hiker recently went on a 326-mile or 525-kilometer hike from his home in the city of Cockermouth to his brother's home in Licky End.
0: <laughs> During, <laughs> Dur- <laughs> Dur- <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: This is going to be the longest story we've ever done.
1: Nope, let's go. I want to hear more?
2: During the hike, he also summited several peaks, such as Great Cockup, Little Cockup, and Andrews Knob. He also hiked through a woodland. <laughs> he also hiked- He also hiked through a woodland called Nanny's Breast, a nature reserve called Knob End, a waterway known as Bottoms Reservoir. The hike also took him down streets named Bell End, Cocking Yard, and. Number two passage. Wrecked him.
0: Damn near killed him.
2: (laughs) Other places he passed included Glory Hole, Old Butt Lane, Hawk Lane, Sour Butts Farm, and Hard Dicker Street. (laughs) There's a picture of him standing next to the side, like standing in front of the side for Hard Dicker Street. It's Mm -hmm. It's a winner. The man who called his trip the UK's rudest hike said his brother came up with the idea and quote, There was a certain poetry to it, with me living in Cockermouth and my brother moving to near Licky End. The hike began on October 26th and ended on November 5th. So, you know, he made pretty good progress because that's about 32 miles a day. The man used it as a fundraiser for the testicular cancer organization Baggy Trousers UK. He found all the locations along the hike himself and said his favorite finds included Willie Lane in Cockerham, Butts fold in Cockermouth and twatling road in Licky Hills.
1: The problem with a story like this, Kevin, is I don't. There's a whole lot we have to say about it. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing I can think of is that I. I, You know what? I'm going to
0: get some commentary from my friend, Uh the Dice Man, Mr. Andrew (laughs) Dice Clay. Oh, Cocker Lane, Cocker Lane, piss on my shoe, Licky Dick, Licky Dick, Dicky Maroo. Suck my dick and make it shoot
2: goo. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we have any Mike? You've been in a lot of places. Uh, yeah. Do, yeah, There any there any funny place names here in the states?
0: No, uh, maybe two. <laughs> two, two cum come carry. It's kind of a funny name. Mm-hmm. Okay, like there's two Walla people Walla. and they're carrying cum. Like, like do you think like two guys r- run around with a bunch of uh-huh. cum in their hands? That's right. pretty fun.
2: I, I, I do always laugh when I'm driving down to Austin and I pass Milford.
1: Oh, is there a Milford? Because it
0: is Milf, Milford.
1: I'm trying to think. There's um, got to be... I'm sure somebody's thinking of one that we're missing. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I know uh,
0: there's a suck my dick fucking come <laughs> on my face Iowa.
1: You know, I never thought
0: of that one that way, but that is... Yeah. Huh.
1: You're right, Mike.
0: Wow. That and one never uh, stuck out to me. There's Water Sports Utah your water, water sports is in when you have a piss party oh,
1: sure sure and you, and, okay oh, and, you, you, oh. <laughs> and for the listener what is
0: well that's when you know uh let's like a fella might spread open his his bottom cheeks and right. his butthole and a lady might spread open her labia and then people would take pisses on that and it would splash about fill up mm. mouths and okay. uh, you you just piss and you like let it fill up a mouth and uh,
2: I I don't think that's a real town.
0: It's no, well, no, that, that's not the name of the the name is Water Sports Utah, but that's water oh, okay. sports is okay. what people in the porn industry call that kind of right activity. Oh,
2: well, you would know, you know, because
0: is that an LDS thing? Geez. I've never I've never done a water sports video. I've <laughs> masturbated to a water sports video, but I've never done one. <laughs>
2: So I will say this. On the same note, I did remember. I know when Brian that Brian likes me to likes when I bring up Ohio. Sure. and There is. Oh, there sh- shoot, come in my eye, Ohio. Oh no, there there is the town of PP Township in uh, Pike County, Ohio. Grow
0: up. Population
2: seventy seven hundred seventy six.
0: There's a let's go Brandon, Arkansas. <laughs>
1: That's a clever one. You know what that means, right, Mike? You know what it means, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. Like you I mean look you know what it means though. You should look, look it up. It's a football player, right? Nah, I mean you look it up. Look it up and see what it means. It's pretty cool. Brandon Brady, like, the football player. <laughs>
0: Brandon Brady He's my favorite football player. Yeah. He's he's an excellent football player. what
2: team does he play for again?
0: The forty nine six the forty nine Patriot Patriots. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Patreons—that'd <laughs> be a good name for a, a podcast league football squadron. We could be called
1: the Patreons, a podcast Ooh. league football squadron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: so, think anybody wants to see us playing that. Oh, we'd be great. Well, we'd be good. <laughs> they might want—they might want to not want to watch it, but we would dominate. Yeah, we're not soft like those other podcasters. I will rub, Ira glasses bespectacled dick in the dirt i'll run train tracks on his ass so yeah, click or clack i did
2: do a little bit of research for this episode congratulations this is actually something i found from one of our i was looking at the places people listen to us and uh-huh. one of the places was cocksackie new york and then i was like well where is that and i look up Cocksacky, new york and it's cocksackie new york is five minutes from climax new york
1: that is fantastic well, I hope that's a real person. And I hope Shout out to whoever is listening to us in Coxsackie, he or she is a good human being. If they, if by chance they are bedridden, and this is the only hour of enjoyment they get a week. If this is the uh-huh. only thing that gives them a reason to open their eyes in the morning and consider trying to take another step, you're very welcome. And we hope you continue to listen. Good listener in Coxsackie, New York.
2: But only if they're bedridden.
1: I assume they are. <laughs> Why else would you still be in coxsackie Yeah, I, I hope there's no Cocksackians
0: with with eczema on their Cocksackies.
1: I have kind of ashy elbows. Is that don't most people? Isn't aren't, eczema like autism? Is on a scale, right, Mike? Oh yeah, it's scaly No, I mean it's, but I, mean, I mean like there's like some people have it real bad, but some people just have like mild.
2: I mean, I get it on my hands, you know, from from citrus fruits.
1: Your that's your fake allergy i get uh i get like on my elbows and on my forearms a little bit sometimes it gets and i always thought like i should really try skin but it just seems a little too scaly for that so
2: yeah
0: Mm. i grease myself down with the (laughs) vaseline from head to toe (laughs) including my hair that's just how you go through life Uh uh-huh that way no one can grapple me good i want to be able to slickly slide out (laughs) of my clothes and be able to to you never know when you'll be grappled yeah, you never know. So that's oh, why I'm covered in in
1: Vaseline oh. most of the time. Also, the name of your favorite Bush song.
0: <laughs> don't let the days go by,
2: Vaseline. No, no Vaseline. I'm looking this up. It
0: should have been <laughs> easier on your shaman no chamber but a woman, Vaseline, 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 <laughs>
2: Vaseline. I mean, I mean that that was a Bush song, but Vaseline is a Stone Temple Pilots song.
0: No. SpongeBob pilots have. Uh, Time to meet the crow. The crow is on your TV screen, yeah. Time to see the crow. His dizzy head is black and crowy. He looks just like a crow. He flies around to and fro.
2: Feed the crow. So, our next story. Comes to us from the Washington Post.
0: Oh, WAPO. From Naipo to WAPO.
2: I feel like our former guest, uh, Ashley Sharma, should be here for this story, but we're going to have to knuckle through it without her.
1: Are you talking about registered nurse, Ashley Sharma?
2: Yes, yes. Registered nurse, mm-hmm. Ashley Sharma.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I did a comedy mm-hmm. show
0: with her at Capital City Comedy Club just last Saturday. She's very, really, really funny.
2: Earlier this year, a 38 year old nurse who worked Hmm. in a hospital in Wisconsin was looking for something very specific for her family's taxidermy shop. Specifically, she wanted a human foot that she could put up next to a sign that said, wear your boots, kids. She must've thought she hit the jackpot last winter when the hospital admitted a 62 year old man who suffered severe frostbite on his feet. Several employees said that the man's feet looked, and I want to point this out. It explicitly said. Several people said this. Nobody has ever said the, what the quote that I'm about to read. Uh, several employees said the man's feet looked, quote, black like a mummy.
1: I, yeah, I think you'd say that. I think I could hear people saying that. Like, but like, because no, that's what mummy I, feet look like.
2: When you think of mummy feet, mummy you think feet. of like all wrapped in gauze.
1: No, that's mummy wrapping wrapped mummy feet. I'm just saying, mm. like, I am imagining. Hey, uh, if I were to unwrap a mummy's foot, it would look yeah. uh, like a like a like a jerked human, like someone who's been put in some sort of smoking shed. That's what their feet are going to look like. That's what m- like a mummy's like. Like turkey foot jerky. Is. That's your words. <laughs> turkey jerky. It's a healthy snack.
2: So the man was not expected to live long. It was described as, quote, "slightly coherent." The nurse asked to amputate one of the man's feet but permission was denied because it was believed he would die anyway. Nevertheless, she said she did it because she, quote, believed it was the right thing to do. She put the foot in a biohazard bag and then stored it in the freezer.
0: Fucking love that band. Fucking love biohazard. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, yeah. Slam! I let the boys be boys! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You know, a guitar player is dating or married to Tara Patrick, porno star. And he was was in Oz, too. Got a big old hog on him. Whipped it out a couple of
2: times. (laughs) uh, Oh, she also told her colleagues she was taking the foot home to either epoxy it or bronze it. Apparently, none of this was told to the police. But the hospital kept the foot and delivered it to the funeral home with the man's body when he died a few days later. That's when the medical examiner saw the foot and started asking questions. Hmm. The woman is now facing charges of mayhem and intentionally causing great bodily harm to an elderly person. If found guilty, she could be sentenced to up to 92 years in prison. Sounds about right. 92
1: years for severing a foot? One year for every year of the person, the elderly person. He was 92, so she gets 92 years.
2: 20 years for each toe. And then she gets uh, minus eight years for good behavior.
1: So was the thing she was making, was it supposed to be like a cautionary, like, wear your boot? Because this could happen to your, you could get a mummy foot if you don't wear a boot. Was that the thing? Was she trying to help people? I think
2: that's what she was trying to suggest. Yeah. Well, she's I think a she was, hero
1: in this story.
0: I
2: don't, I don't think cutting off anybody's foot without permission is a... Uh... Heroic. But
0: was the guy going to die if if he kept it on? We're all dying, Michael. Oh, that's true.
2: (laughs) I mean, he was going to die either way. He was going to die either way. Yeah, he was going to die either way. So what happened, like, she asked for permission. They said no. And then she went to check on him with two other nurses. One nurse was, like, attending to his other foot. One nurse was, like, holding his hand and, like, taking his temperature or something. And then she just, like, looks at his foot and goes... I don't think this is doing him any favors and cut it off in front of him. Like no aesthetic or anything. Yeah. Like it must've taken a few seconds.
1: Well, right. I think with a hacksaw, according to one movie, you can saw your foot off in just a couple of minutes, right? In the saw movie. Yes. No, I mean, it's either that or blow up. Cause if those, if he was chained to his bed with high tensile oh, steel, you never Matt would've Max. gotten, you never would've gotten away. Yeah.
0: Right. Two days ago, I saw a vehicle that'll hold that tanker. <laughs> you want to get out of the here? Who
1: showed up? You talked to
0: me. The
2: most controversial guest we've ever had. You promised
1: me a mud hot
0: Yeah, he did say that. Uh, okay, so what? What was the ailment that he came in with? Guy on the gurney.
2: I guess he like fell. He was elderly. He fell. His uh, he couldn't get back up. And his house, like the heat was on. I'm
0: falling and I can't get up. <laughs> it's a
2: cavalcade of stars. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> but yeah, so he, he his heat wasn't on. He got frostbite in his feet, and then they were, Ugh. you know, he but he was gonna die anyway.
0: Boy, oh boy! I tell you this, this this is so fucked up. Uh, I gotta get it. There's there's like a Reddit, there's a Reddit subreddit called I think it's called Terrifying as Fuck. Uh, and i gotta get off of it because i was going through there and it was a guy and the dude was alive and it was his foot and it mm. was all the flesh was gone and you could see the main tendons that move mm. that move the toes and it was just filled with divots full of maggots just Fucking, cool. I mean, thousands yeah. just like la, 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 just eating up there. And it was, I mean, there was because yeah, they eat the infection. There was less foot than there was, was more maggot than man, right? More maggot than man, twisted and evil. <laughs> <laughs> It was so fucking gnarly, though. It freaked me out so bad. I couldn't. I had like weird sleep because of it. Did he have frostbite? Was it like a homeless? Frostbite I don't know where situation? he got it from. It was just like a quick video of like the the fucking video going
1: down to the foot and. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> was the music juxtaposed? Was it? Did the music fit? Was it? it was Yaki sax.
0: I'd watch that. I mean, how did how did she? You can't just like chop it off. It t- would take a bit, right? I mean, maybe with maybe if it's. I think they just got bone saws laying
1: around all over the place in the hospital. Oh, and they just like literally go. Zzzz.
2: I don't. I, I like it was rotting. Like it smelled bad, apparently, and uh, I don't. You could I probably a,
1: twist it off.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling it came off really easily because nobody. Yeah. It was just kind of like she said she was going to do a thing, and then she did. Like it, if if I was in a room with somebody, and they're like, "Hey, as long as I got this foot in my hand, I'm just going to cut it off." I feel like normally under most circumstances, I would have time to say, no, don't do that. You're crazy. And then stop them from wielding whatever implement they have. And this just seemed to be like a quick, like few seconds.
0: Was the guy conscious when, when this happened? Yeah. In fact, like, well, how did he respond? Was he like, please don't. Or was he just like,
2: he was, says he was barely conscious. She says he was relieved. And then one of the nurses on duty said he barely seemed to feel it. And then the other nurse said, like, she told him it hurt quite a lot. Uh-huh. But the, the hospital itself, their libel here is, like, is just releasing statements like, well, she didn't have permission, but it was probably for the pa- in the patient's best interest.
0: I know that there's angels of death and mean nurses and stuff, but... This doesn't seem like that. It is weird that she was like, ah, I'm just going to fucking keep this and this won't come up again. But right. Right. it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like she was doing this
1: for fun. Well, think about all the other stuff she probably has in her house. Didn't you say that her family, she has a family of taxidermists?
2: Yeah, she comes from a
1: family of taxidermists. She's probably stolen all kinds of body parts then. And this is just the first time I she got caught. about that. Like if she was so She's... bold to do it in front of other people, they know what she does. Yeah. She probably does it all the time.
2: And then she told them what she wanted to do with it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, she told different people different things, because she told somebody she wanted to do epoxy at, right. but she told somebody else she was going to bronze it.
1: She probably has a bunch of torsos she's turned into waste baskets. Yeah, she probably has some hollowed
0: out butt cheeks that she uses as ashtrays. Mm-hmm. Or cereal bowls. Well,
2: you know, Ed Gein was from, this was in Wisconsin. Ed Gein, also famously from Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, All
1: that cheese curds, all those cheese curds, that'll do it. Goes straight to your brain. Mm-hmm. Michael, what are you looking at?
0: I'm looking at... I just got a book, an Ed Gein book that was really good by that guy, Eric Powell. that is a graphic oh, I have that novel that read it. Eric Powell that, that did... Uh, oh, yeah. I think that came up on here before. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. This doesn't seem like jail-worthy. Possibly lose her job but cutting i don't the know if this off is... of a
1: living person o- over their well, wishes
0: yeah i just think cutting a foot off a living person is jail worthy but if it's a fucking putrefied gangrenous frostbitten thing that's going to kill you by leaving it on there i think you have to at least go it would be a, I, you're not using this anymore and would it be too much of a problem if I cut it off? I think that would be... Well, I don't... I, but you know, I feel they, like... You if, at least a cursory... If she made the decision uh-huh. that this has to happen to save this person's life, and... No, he it, was
2: going to die no matter what. He was severely... Like, he was in hospice.
0: If she thought this was going to make him. Cause, and there's three different reports. Uh-huh. There, is, there is one, he said it hurt. One, he said he didn't feel it. And one that was, he said it made me feel better. So I don't think that we have the full picture of all of it. I just don't think that, like. For fun, I feel like if she was going to do this for funsies, Uh she would have waited till he was dead, you know, especially with other people in the room.
2: I don't know that she's going to have access once he's dead.
1: I think the funsies are doing it while he's alive. I think that's what she got off on. Mm. I think she was just loving it. Just looking at him in the eye, making eye contact. Like a McDonald's cheeseburger? She just slowly takes that saw and just... And the skin starts to slough off. Yeah. And like a mm. couple of the nails just make that kind of sticky, peely sound. And yep. she's just giggling. Oh, had so She had shit. Shit. Panty pudding. That's right. When that happens. Mm. Just singing, put one foot in front of the other, real slow, staring yeah. at him.
2: Wait, now, when you say one foot in front of the other,
1: which, you put one you foot in front of the other, just just sawing through her his ankle. I got your mummy foot. I got your mummy yeah. foot just laughing and all the other nurses they they love it too. Yeah. That's what happens in hospitals. Nurses <laughs> will steal your body parts.
0: And then she she well, that's true. she she like picked up the the foot afterwards and she like wiggled it around and showed it to him and he and she just mm-hmm. goes like Tarantino's going to jack off to this.
1: Real good. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I think we did we I think you know it's been a while. I think we solved this one.
0: You're, you're. I, I was on one side of the fence, and you guys pulled me over to it. You know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I get it now. Right.
2: <laughs> so our next
0: mm-hmm. story is a
2: bonus story. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: if you want to listen to this, go to our Patreon and subscribe at at least the three dollar level. That's the yeah. Knights of Kevin level, and you get access to this and all our other bonus stories. In fact, we just put up. A, uh, a new road story. So if you loved Mike's road stories, mm-hmm. we got one more that involves the La Brea Tar Pit.
1: Hey, um, Kevin. Yes. Is me. $3 a lot of money?
2: The price of a cup of coffee a day.
1: Right. And you don't have to Ooh. have the burden of knowing you've kept somebody alive past their natural death day. Yep. True. Certainly not doing that to us. Yeah. Don't
0: play God. And if like, think about this too, instead of buying that cup of coffee and mm-hmm. making it on your own, you are not providing the funding for a barista to try and get a career in improv comedy. So <laughs> you're saving the world in two ways. Yeah. So,
1: uh,
2: I'll give you a little taste of with this story. It's about mm, just the,
1: the taste,
2: just a taste, you know, mm-hmm. the, the subscribers get the whole thing, but the taste is it's about the real reason. So many men can't keep steady jobs.
1: Ooh. (laughs) Does it involve mummy feet?
2: No. No, no, no. We only have one mummy feet story. You
1: will be wobbly after you lose one of your mummy feet, for sure.
2: That's
0: true. A reason why uh, these men are having trouble keeping their jobs could be best explained by my good (sighs) friend, Mr. John Travolta. Oh, no. hey, 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 I'm I'm dancing over here. (laughs) I got to dance. I just can't take a job. I got to dance. <laughs> so Mike has a
2: news story for us now in Get to Know Your Podcast.
1: Now, is this a, is this? Would you call this a news story, or would you call it this... human interest? Maybe.
0: Uh, no, we're looking, but this is um, media and culture. Mm. Okay. Yes, last week mm-hmm. I believe we introduced the world of a uh, Mister Stringfellow Hawk. As portrayed by Jan right. Michael Vincent, yes. mm-hmm. and we played some we played some clips from his appearance on Geraldo Rivera, which brought me to the subject of trash TV. Mm. Ooh. That's what we're going to be looking at today: the beginnings of trash TV, a la Geraldo Rivera.
1: Mm. Hey, Mike, what, could you for the listener, when you say trash TV, what do you mean exactly?
0: Well, I have it. This is uh, started me on a theorem, yeah. a cultural theorem. Uh, so most of the time, if you turn on uh, TV right now, the the TV stations, especially network TV, dominated by reality TV, which is ultimately total fucking garbage, awful awfulness that contributed to things. As awful as uh, the last president of the United States, Donald Trump, that we had. Um, now, that's that's the end game, and we'll, we'll get to that eventually, but okay. let's go back to the beginning. There was a time when news was news. You turned on the news, and pretty much people kind of trusted the news for the most part. Now, I, I did not live uh, too much earlier than the 70s, and surely there were always lascivious stories going on, but at some point... Things started to take a turn, uh, and the news got trashier and trashier, and I'm sure there were people before this man, Uh but one of the big starts was a guy who's still in the scene right now named Mr. Geraldo. Rivera. Now, Geraldo was a news reporter on kind of a, a, a ABC for a while, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of a middling guy who would get little reports where he'd go out and do stuff. He was an investigative journalist, mm. and that meant that uh, the news stories were him kind of ambushing of this place or that place. And for the most part, he was considered fairly innocuous and fairly not a big deal. He kind of came to some real prominence when he it was a, and actually and it was the thing he got he got a, a not a not an Emmy award was it a Peabody a Peabody okay. award yeah. no he went to this special needs insane asylum type place for youth uh-huh. and did he kind of did a thing where he went and, and exposed how horrible the conditions were everybody was kind of these kids were like living in scrawl, squalor uh-huh. they were being mistreated it was real shitty and it did a lot of good for that place because it kind of opened up people's eyes but the thing is like he didn't actually do any of the work of finding out about that place uh-huh. that work was all done by a couple of newspapers and he still gets credit for like ah oh, that's the one good thing he did but he, it was a bunch of newspapers and and that in that town it was in upstate new york uh-huh. that did all the work kind of exposing that and then he just rolled up there with cameras based on what he'd heard and just kind of ran in there and started jibber jabbering around but he won a peabody it was kind of riding high it was kind of a big name on abc but then one of his coworkers, and I don't know if he, how much he had to do with the actual story, but he was very vocal about it. One of his coworkers did a, did a news story about how JFK, the aforementioned JFK, uh-huh. that he had had sex with Marilyn Monroe, which I believe oh. came up in the, in the story mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. and how his brother had also had sex, making them both biological and Eskimo brothers. The network at the time was like, this, there's not really, this is like mostly hearsay. And it's also like, we're, I think it was like 60 minutes, like we're, we're a real news show. This is kind of, and this may have also been like of an era where people didn't try to trash the, the presidents and stuff as, right. as hard as it were granted granted kennedy was already dead and everything this is like the you know the early 80s
1: michael and i'm sorry was this was this at the same time that there was kind of a, a trash biography about Mary, Marilyn monroe written oh i don't know did this coincide with that at all I, like i would this, bet i mean because there definitely question the I mean, is it true or not we don't know
0: you know there was certainly a lot of trashy newspapers and books being written. But as far as the network news, it was fairly sanitized up till this okay. point. And uh, whatever state, it was, it was ABC, but I, I don't know if the program was 60 Minutes or another show, but the network was like, yeah, you, you did this story, but we're not going to air it. Uh-huh. But Geraldo already kind of realizing that his, his bread and butter was going to be trashy Splashy, uh-huh. you know, accusational stuff. He threw a fit, made a public stink about it, and got fired. And so he's kind of bumming around for a while. And somebody came to him and said, Hey, you know about Al Capone's vault? So <laughs> they put him on the thing, and he was a part of, which is, it's crazy now. Like, and especially, like, I think, like, the three of us are very familiar with this, mm-hmm. but, you know, to people, younger people might not have ever heard of this. It came out in 1986, and it was, fucking huge it was a two-hour special that was aired live they did they really did not know what was going to be in these vaults they found these underground sort of tunnels under under a hotel in chicago they knew that some of the land was held by al capone back in the days and they just figured well we there might be something in there they found they used like some sonar and some radar and found that there were these empty rooms down there and they're like I, and they, and they look like there was some items in there possibly a safe uh-huh. and so they decided to run a special and this wasn't Geraldo's idea either they came to him and they because they had talked about trying to get like Tom Brokaw and people like that but either those people had said like there's no story here no or they were just like you know there was a couple people they were, originally they were going to try and get Robert Stacked who was on the show The Untouchables but they were like we need somebody that can kind of improv and do nothing for in case, you know, a problem comes up or whatever. So they go to Geraldo and he's smarting cause he just got fired. And they're like, we'll give you 25 grand to do it. He like, I'll do it for 50. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, which is kind of insane yeah. that he could command that much dough after not, not even really being that famous in 1986. Everybody just kind of convinced themselves there was going to be something awesome down there. There was really like no evidence for it. The plan is An hour of the special is going to be just a documentary about Al Capone and shit that he did in his life and anything lascivious they could find out about him, which is plenty because it's right. Al Capone, ponies, a right. gangster with syphilis and stuff like that. And the rest is just going to be them live trying to get like into, into the thing. And it's, it's split up through the whole part. So they're and then it was a really insane decision. And they're like, we're going to do it live, which is, you know, I mean, a lot of people have done stuff like this, but usually shoot it all ahead of time, right. just hoping that something's going to happen and knowing you're going to do, but they do it. They decided to, to do it live and it goes on and, and on and on and they, they break through. They finally get into it and there's like literally nothing. There's like literally <laughs> nothing in there. And everyone is like pissed because it wasted everyone's time. Uh, uh, the country is mad, but it got like... In Chicago, it got like a seventy-eight share because it happened. been got like a seventy. It means like seventy-eight of the people, seventy-eight percent of the people watching TV were watching that. Right, and, and everyone was even watching. You it was TV. on a different. Everyone, yeah, if everyone was watching TV, seventy of the peop, percent, and the show did so well live that even people were finding out ahead of time that on the on the coasts that. That they didn't find anything in, the end, but the show was immensely popular. And they didn't really know this at the time. Like everybody thought their careers were over when they got in there and that there was absolutely nothing there. And they also had to fill a couple minutes. So uh, and people don't I did not remember this at all, but Geraldo sings yeah. for a little bit because they just had to fill some time. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's super bummed, and like Geraldo goes back and gets like says he gets shit face drunk and just like, well, my career's over, but wakes up and and this is like kind of like the to me like this is the defining point of America and American TV of and American entertainment that kind of to me it's kind of this overarching thing of why so much is so shitty in in entertainment yeah. is that a lot of people watched it so it was considered a success. Yeah it pissed off everybody it was watched by so many people that it was considered after the fact, like while it was panned, every single critic panned, it, yeah. panned it and everybody made fun of Geraldo. But the fact that it was so successful, got Geraldo the cachet to start his, to get his own talk show. And he continued to be a piece of shit and do anything at all sensational. His the trickle down from the popularity of this giant bumfuck fuck. Has con- I, in my opinion has continued all the way to this day to the presidency. But I'll, I'll let me backtrack and go with some of the other stuff. So a couple years later, Geraldo has a show on his. He's get this talk show, and it just begins the start of track. You got to think this is you know at least like Oprah was while a little bit trashy, was trying to kind of deal with social issues and talk about stuff. But Geraldo immediately knows, like, you got to go for the trashiest of the trashy. which right. He starts getting ratings for this, which ultimately makes Oprah more trashy. And Donahue, which was considered kind of trashy at its time, this pushes all these other talk shows to go further and further. Right. So, for instance, uh, 86... Mm-hmm. No, 88. Okay. 88, a couple years later, he does... Uh, episode called devil worship exposing Satan's underground now that one I watched and, he, and it's it's him where he gets a whole bunch of uh Satan worshipers on stage but a lot of them are Wiccans just trying to to speak their piece he gets King Diamond up there <laughs> nice. and just just goes on and on just creating these these in, like he opens up by saying how it's a fact that there are millions of Satan worshipers mm-hmm. in every <laughs> town. That are abducting children, yeah. that are sacrificing children, and the FBI won't do anything about it. Right. And he opens it up with that. And again, we're coming from this is you know we're coming from an era when the news was kind of more the news more often. Right. But Geraldo knows he's got to dig in all this, and he's you know angrily spewing things against Ozzy Osbourne and and King Diamond, and goes on to say that. That bands like Wasp that blood that actual blood drinking is a part of their live performances. <laughs> you know, so he starts having these people that are pixelated out, these ex these Satan worshipers who all talk about how they got into Satan through drugs like alcohol and marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was their ticket into Satanism. And it's just, it, it's kind of like the kickoff for what ultimately comes the, becomes the satanic panic, which ultimately has people going to jail and all of this. So that later on, he, he, keeps, he keeps doing more and more stuff. He gets, he's like, starts just realizing that the more conflict he can have on stage, the better. Right. So that's around the time he invites a bunch of uh, Aryan Nation oh, yeah. and KKK guys along on stage with uh, a bunch of kind of like black power black brotherhood uh people and invites factions of both of those parties so obviously a huge fight breaks out on stage a chair gets thrown his nose gets broken he he got this crazy nose brace in order yeah. to fix the broken nose and made sure to wear it for the longest amount of time possible gets huge press for that he goes and he somehow gets to go interview Charles Manson and it is The funniest fake tough guy bullshit of him trying to act like a badass in front of Manson and just, you know, it's tiny, tiny little... And I'm not trying to defend Charles Manson, but he's a squirrely little, clearly, radically insane person. Right. And it's just... It's it's basically... Geraldo sitting there and threatening Charles Manson with, you're, you're, you're a psycho, but you're evil. You are the purest of pure evil and just baiting him and baiting him. And they, they interviewed him for like an hour and a half and they cut like all the segments together to be like the 12 minutes of Manson saying the craziest and shittiest stuff. Trash TV gets trashier in general. Geraldo's show is on for eight years, and at some point, like it out starts to out trash him. Like Jerry Springer comes out, and it's literally just a massive fist fight every single show. Maury Povich comes out, and it is just, um, you know, you're the not the father, the, the father. A, Cur- yeah. a current affair comes out, which is just a a, a mm-hmm. anchor style desk sh- desk show that is just a series of clips. Like like that. He's spawned all this stuff. And at some point he grows out of that. So what does he do? He leaves and becomes a professional, like quote unquote, he tries to step up and go back into like the ABC news department. And from there he starts doing shit, like going to like making up stories about how he's in Afghanistan under friendly, under fire conditions and stuff, just completely making up stuff that gets debunked. And he just, tries to defend it by saying, I was under the fog of war, and from there he's just kind of gone on to be you know he's a trump supporter when he needs to be he, he, he he's figured out how to find at any given point the place to turn to because he knows the best thing he had to, he can do this is all from that very first a lesson that I think he like legitimately learned i think he learned how to be uh-huh confrontational at the Willowbrook State Cemetery. He knew you have to be uh-huh. controversial there. I think I think that Geraldo learned from, from the Al Capone's vault that it doesn't matter, that the more people dislike you, that the more controversy, that it doesn't matter whether people like you or dislike you. In fact, Disliking you makes you even more popular and even more successful. Right. So, which leads him all up to like being a huge Trump backer, and then when people are like railing against him, but then he he actually turned on Trump kind of before yeah. everybody has right now, turning all the Trump people against him, and it's just a shitty thing that he's going to keep doing for the rest of his fucking putrid, right. muscly, mustache career. Uh, You know, f- f- fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck Uh Geraldo! Worship Satan! Yes, okay. Continue. All right, way ahead of you there. Yeah, and I hope that we see him in the Willowbrook prison getting his testicles muted like, I don't know. I don't really have an ending for that. Other <laughs> no, right. than I got it. Cause we started talking about Geraldo last week and I, and I, I was like, wow, what a piece of shit. I just right. thought he was such a piece of shit right. to Jan, Michael Vincent that I just wanted to look into him more. And I, you know, I hate to say it's, it's, it's would be hyperbolic to say uh-huh. that he's the reason that Trump became president or that reality TV shows are as popular as they are Mm -hmm. for sure. He's not, but he is a defining force in that and many other pieces of shittiness over the years.
1: He, he helped, he helped work the soil that allowed for a Trump presidency to grow. He helped create that environment. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting, Mike, and I'm sure other people have drawn this parallel, but you talked about, his talk show and his early episodes with the neo-Nazis, but specifically the early Satanists in America stuff he did and talking about this kind of, you don't know this, but there's children being kidnapped by the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands and how that is that, that, that belief has probably never really gone away. And just Mm -hmm. over the years, it's been, it's been reshuffled and the, the bad actors have been renamed and moved around, but it, all the way to the kind of nonsense, adrenochrome conspiracies that of of QAnon, right? It's just this Yeah. This continuing thread and in, in this belief that 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 there's this this weird because that's always a strange thing. Like who who are these kids? Like no one can ever identify who they are. Name right. any of them, but just which seems weird. But what? Yeah. A, if that is such a effective trope, it's if it's such an effective story to. I mean, that's. It was the Pied Piper, right? But I wonder if there is a, even before him, if there was a, a an earlier version of that an earlier, and earlier. And, and where did this idea of the secret mass kidnapping of children start? And it might have been him because it's 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 strange to me that people are so willing to believe that.
0: I don't think it was him that started that, but he was a guy that really worked hard to propagate it on a national circuit, on a real national level. And the difference between, and I don't know if this is more or less uh, deplorable. I don't know what's worse. I think there are people out there, and I think they're fucking morons Mm -hmm. that actually believe this stuff, you know. Uh, And I think that there's as, as, as big of a shitball.
1: I don't think I'm a moron. (laughs)
0: as big as a shit ball as, as some of these like Alex Jones types, I think that they at least pretend to make themselves think that they actually believe it. I don't think Geraldo believes a single thing. I think he believes in ratings and I think he 100% believes in success within ratings. And I don't think that there's, I don't think that it matters in any way, shape, or form whether it's true. It's whether it's plausible enough to be true and get him attention and not get in trouble.
1: Okay, and
0: and I think he that's I think that that's his whole fucking
1: fucking thing. You can you can yeah. always have sympathy for the the truly misguided, right? Like people yeah, who have, yeah, people yeah, who have been conned, people who have been tricked, people who have been bamboozled, people who have been led astray. You can always empathically feel kind of bad for him like man that sucks that you are just a person that's a sucker for that stuff
0: you're you're too dumb to know no better yeah
1: yes or that but certainly someone who who is the person who knowingly goes out of their way to propagate this stuff yeah Yeah. and i mean he already made 50 grand off the al capone thing back then that was like 20 million dollars so man that's so much
0: money that's so much
1: money
2: I, i if I remember right, and I might not be remembering this correctly, he wanted $50,000 because that's what he owed on his boat.
1: I could be. I I watched it. Did you guys watch it? I remember watching it.
2: No, I, don't, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know about like I don't know what I was watching in 86.
1: Y'all weren't allowed to TV box. Until
2: I just heard it was on.
1: <laughs> How did we get from Airwolf to this? I missed a lot.
2: It'll make sense when you listen to...
1: And for the listener, that's yeah. Mark Ryan, who's <laughs> demanding answers. Yeah, Mark
2: Ryan has joined us.
1: Producer Mark Ryan, demanding answers. And you the look on his face, the sneer he's directing at Michael right now is—it's hard to take. It's not a linear line. <laughs> it's a—it's
0: a—it's a line that ziggy zaggies, right. much like the papers of the joints I used to smoke <laughs> when I started worshiping Satan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in all
1: his—that's how you get introduced to satanic forces is by mm-hmm. altering, allowing your mind to be altered by. Drug mm. that's wrapped in ziggy Zaggies. Well, it is. I mean, yeah. The you we played the the Geraldo Stringfellow Hawk mm. Jan Michael Benson thing, and it's right. It's mm. it's both kind of funny, but also when you're when you're watching it, and you see like the hyenas in the audience, and this guy who is he's. But Jan Michael Benson is not a sympathetic figure. Yeah. He's a wife beaten piece of shit, right? At this point in his life, but still just. The fact that he's being exploited. Damn good helicopter damn pilot. Good helicopter. <laughs> well, that's why you keep him around, right? We wouldn't put up with him if he couldn't. Unless he could right, pilot. Yeah. Well, his brother, him or his brother. But it's, uh, but just that it's, it is that you're, that, yeah, it's not, he's not it, like you described with the Charles Man- Manson thing. Geraldo's not accomplishing anything except right. also being a piece of shit exploiting another piece of shit. Yeah. It's like he's yes. this other piece of shit that you notice that's aimed at a piece of shit on the ground that maybe is slightly worse.
2: Now now, now Mike, I, I have a question. Do you do you have a quote from Geraldo about our uh, our expose of his past?
0: My shitty shitty past <laughs> and my mustache <laughs> that is wildly out of date. <laughs> With any given time And my stupid chin
1: Uh,
0: My stupid chin and my stupid nose that was broken over and over and over again. And my meaty van titties.
1: So many so many celebrities have joined us this episode. It's really again on the day that we'll live in infamy, it's so wonderful to have an outpouring of support from the celebrity community, both living and deceased. Never forget Pearl Harbor. So, FDR. That
2: wraps up another week in the, <laughs> That wraps up another week At in the International News Service Find us across social media at International News Pod Email us at InternationalNewsPod at gmail.com We all love hate watching Geraldo But the next time you have the urge Maybe a better idea is just to sit down And listen to INS Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon We'll see you next week
0: A day that will live an infamy. for me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.